Welcome to Make Money Count, the podcast by Connect. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and write us a review on your favorite podcast platform. So this week we have a special podcast. I mean, they're all special, but uh, something I'm very excited about, something that I've been looking forward to. This is your brainchild. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we, we want to get Justin more involved in the podcasts. Yeah, I feel like, uh, you know. So what we decided to do is Justin picked a topic that he finds himself communicating quite often on with prospective borrowers. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to talk about the art, the of, art the of the B deal. deal. Yes. It seems like the B deal is... Really growing in momentum. 100%. Yeah. And because of the amount of capital that's looking for a home, the rates on B deals are dropping. Yep. And I think a lot of people are worried about the stigma associated with taking a B deal. Mm -hmm. But what I think you're going to find out after today's episode is it's not bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, if we're being honest with each other. I've done a couple of B deals for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. I'm a, I'm a B deal guy. I'm a B deal guy as well. Um, I think we're all B deal guys like, here. You know, and we're going to talk about the things that make you a B deal guy or gal. Mm-hmm. Lots mm-hmm. of B deal gals Lots out there. Lots of B deal gals. Um, but, you know, simply just owning too many properties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. B deal. B deal. Self-employed. B deal. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be fun. Yeah, this is going to okay, be Okay, really so fun. I think hopefully we learn a little bit from Justin, which is always amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Amazing because it happens so rarely that yeah. <laughs> people learn things a lot from yeah, me. Yeah, so without any further ado, let's talk about the B deal. deal. All right. So I think Matt, Matt put a, together a couple slides for us today. Um, and uh, let's get right into it. So, so first off, what makes you not a B deal? Okay, so um, I would say, and you see them more often, but I'd say the most the most probable reason why somebody takes a B deal is they cannot prove their income. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cannot prove their income sufficiently for the lender. Right. So if you're not salaried and you're on commission, and if you haven't been at a job for two years, if you can't get a job letter, an income letter... Um, if you're not claiming all your income properly on your T4 or your T1, mm-hmm. and it's not entirely reflected in your notice of assessment at the end of a calendar year, mm-hmm. all of these things could could push you into doing a B deal. Mm-hmm. Before we go any further, I want to say that the reason why you pick a mortgage broker and you don't just go to a bank is you make sure you can't get an A deal first. Right. So there are, in, you know, there are probably 30 or 40 lenders lending actively in the Canadian marketplace. Mm-hmm. More if you want to include all the mix that have come in now. Using a mortgage broker, and it does not have to be Connect. Obviously, we would prefer if it was. Yeah. But using a mortgage broker helps you access every lending product that's out there. So better servicing ratios if you're with a credit union. Um, more uh, inclusion of rental income if you're with a certain lender rather than another. <clears throat> so 
knowing, having somebody that knows the in and outs of every single lender and all of their underwriting guidelines is going to increase the probability that you're going to get an A deal. But sometimes when you're on the phone with us, we'll know relatively quickly that it's probably you're a B deal candidate. Right. In which case, we're going to put you into a B deal. We're going to advise you as to the costs of that B deal. And we're going to go through that here because they're really like, at this point, the, the costs of doing a B deal are far less than the costs of fully reporting income in a manner that uh, would allow you to qualify for an A deal. 100%. Um, so there, there's a cost-benefit analysis that everyone should do. But what you should also know is we're always going to advise you as to how to get back to an A deal. So, you know, if you've borrowed a home equity loan from Connect, you'll see this far more clearly. Like when we're lending to borrowers, we're looking for borrowers who we can use our capital to help and then get back into lower cost capital. Mm-hmm. Same thing with a B deal, right? Like if depending on the time horizon of what you're buying uh, or that what you own and, and how quickly either your covenant or the property is going to get repaired, we're going to be constantly looking to reduce the cost that you are spending on a monthly basis on your mortgage. Right. So, you know, the B deal is still like, ideally we want to get you into an A deal. Ideally. Yeah. But if we can't, it's a B deal. It's a B deal. B deal. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I think, you know, Marcus went over this. I didn't say anything about credit. Why don't you talk about credit? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, the credit is another big one, right? Like I would say self-employment's on the top. I was actually thinking about this while you were talking and I, I think I can think of one client who's been self-employed um, maybe a couple over the past couple months that we've actually been, you know, that, that have actually landed with an A lender. Right. So, um, that is probably the most, the, the biggest one and then credit standing. So, um, you know, if you come to us and, and your credit is not up to snuff and, 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 you know, if it's bruised or, or, you know, there's been an issue that we need to clear up, um, you know, it talks about it a little bit in, in, in some of these slides, but, you know, we understand credit, you know, far more than most other people. So we're going to be able to figure out how to get you to the next. Oh, we're going to fix it. Yeah, we're going to fix it exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, instead of just thinking about this as you know, you're in this situation forever. I mean, a B deal is really a band aid solution, right? This is this is a short term thing until you heal and and we get you back with a with a bank again. And now, um, you know, we can take a look at at B lender candidates. So quite opposite wow. of what we were speaking about before. The B letter candidates are? Yeah. So right off the top, self-employed. If you are self-employed and you, you, you know, you have a T1 in general typically and you're reporting your business income, um, you have what's called a statement of business activities in your T1 general, you might not qualify with your, you know, line 150 on your tax return for mm-hmm. the loan that you are hoping to get. Right. And... Again, it's where an analysis has to come in, right? Like you're going to be saving taxes very likely Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because you're going to be offsetting your business income with expenses. So it's going to minimize your taxable income. But as a result, for a lot of the A lenders, it's going to affect how much you can qualify for. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll obviously try to push you with a lender that will accept more of that income. But in the event that you want a larger loan amount, we've got to weigh the, the pros and cons of accessing more capital at a slightly more expensive rate versus accessing the amount of capital that allowed to you, but at the 
a rate, so mm -hmm. at a lower rate. Mm -hmm. uh, that's really common with self-employed deals. I mean, that's the reason why I took a B deal. Same. Right? Um, the second is someone that has multiple properties. Mm -hmm. So the problem with having a lot of real estate is that lenders are risk averse. So when you add on more properties mm -hmm. onto an application for a mortgage, mm -hmm. you would think that it would strengthen your application, mm -hmm. but it actually weakens it. Yeah. Because the, all the lender sees is increased exposure. Uh, even if you have, you know, $3 million condos with $500,000 mortgages on them, they will be taking consideration to the liabilities far greater than they're taking any consideration as to the income that you have coming in. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's lenders that take 40% of your rental income and then discount it further. Uh, you know, obviously that's not our first option to send your deal to, but what I mean to say is adding rental income is not necessarily helpful mm -hmm. um, for a, a mortgage application. And point blank, if you have more than five properties, yeah. Who very does that? Difficult. How many one, two lenders do that? A couple, yeah. a couple, but yeah, very few A lenders want to want to deal with a borrower who's got more than five properties. Right. You start getting into weird hold co's and commercial property um designations that could cost you more in legals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then finalmente, finally, damaged credit. Damaged credit. You want to talk about that one? Or? Sure. This is your podcast, right? I mean, yeah, but you're you're a little more like uh Eloquent with your words. I feel like eloquent. I sound a lot. Isn't that good? Yeah. I feel like I sound a lot like you while I'm on the phone with clients. Maybe that's just how I perceive it. I think we sound similar. Yeah. We do sound similar. I've had a lot of people say, is this Marcus? But it's not Marcus. It's Justin. And then damage credit. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, like I said before, um, you know, when you come to us and, and you may have bruised or damaged credit, um, again, short-term solution, be deal, you know, fix it. Uh, like I said, we're, we're, we're pretty much credit masters. I would say credit masters. Yeah. Like the whole purpose of this is to get you in a better situation. Right. So yeah. if we notice that there's something we can fix on that credit report to get it back up to 650 or 680 to get you back in with an A lender, mm -hmm. it's the easiest thing for us to fix. Yes. Yeah. And if you come to us with credit issues, it's the first thing that we're going to want to start working with you on. Right. Even if you have a closing that's happening in a few months, in a lot of cases, we can fix the credit in advance of the close. Yeah, hundred percent. So if if the if your problem is that you have bad credit, you're actually in the best position, right? Like if you have the income to qualify and you don't have a lot of properties, you just have bad credit. Don't beat yourself up. Yeah, a lot of people have bad credit. Yeah, and uh, a lot of times it's through no fault of their own too. Yeah, exactly. All right, so this is. This is the uh, deep dive section. We've created a couple examples that we can kind of take a direct comparison, um, you know, to and, and take a look at. So the first one would be for self-employment, mainly income, right? So we've put up a solution for an A lender. We put up a solution for a B lender so we can, you know, we can kind of. Okay. So to be clear, team. you're a borrower, you're self-employed, you're looking for a $1 million mortgage. $1 million mortgage. Okay. Yeah. So you want to go to an A lender? You need $200,000 in annual income. Correct. Approximately, yeah. If you make $200,000 in income, it means you're going to pay about seventy grand in taxes. A year. Yeah. And you need to show a two-year history every single time you requalify. Correct. Right. Unless you stay with the same lender. In which case, yeah. you don't need to requalify. You just renew. Right. Okay. So 
taxes are 140 grand over that two year period. Correct. 70,000 bucks a year, 35%. That's at the 35% marginal tax rate. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, B lender. You want a million dollar loan from a B lender. Your income is qualified based on your bank statements. Correct. It's a common sense approach. Mm-hmm. It's does this person actually make enough to show a profit of about 200 grand? Mm-hmm. Are they taking out $200,000? Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily even have to come out of the business, but is it available there, right? Mm-hmm. Don't even think about a, an income statement. You know, it's not even that complicated. It's more like a statement of changes in financial position. It's more of like a, is there a cash flow surplus happening in this business? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that the, you know, whoever it is, a plumber, heating contractor, whoever it is, doesn't necessarily need to be extracting it and taking it in personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and you t- pay whatever tax you want on that. Fees on a deal like that are about one point. One percent. Yeah. So ten thousand dollars. Ten grand. Now there is also an increase in the interest rate. Right. Is it on the next slide? Which we have on the next slide, okay. absolutely. Oh wow. So and this is a great slide. This is a great slide. It's a good slide. So if you go with an A lender, you get a one seven nine rate, you get no fees associated with your loan, you're gonna end up with a seventeen thousand bucks in interest expense over the course of that year. Correct. You do a B deal, you're gonna have two fifty nine as the rate. So the delta on those interest rates means you are paying an extra seven thousand dollars in interest correct plus you got the fee on the deal which is ten grand yeah so say eighteen thousand dollars in additional costs associated with taking the b deal correct in the first year in year one yeah right in the second year it's just the seven thousand in interest yeah exactly now you're gonna save if you're self-employed and you're not claiming all your income you're gonna save some of that 70 grand Mm -hmm. So if you, you know, if you're taking home 200 or you're, you know, re- putting it in your business, maybe you're paying tax on 40 grand a year, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is instead of paying 70,000 bucks, you're probably paying closer to five or $6,000. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to save, let's say 60 conservatively in tax, and you're going to end up paying an additional 18. Mm-hmm. Um, so your Delta is about 50,000 bucks. Right. Um, which is fantastic. So it, although it's not a long-term solution, it's definitely a solution. Mm-hmm. And for some people, if they're not going to have the property for very long or um, or they don't expect to ever be increasing their income, then B-deal is where they live. Mm-hmm. Stay in a B-deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is the smart way to do it, I think. Right. right? Yeah. But if, if you are, you know, if you're growing your business, which is what, like... The B deal has to be viewed as a tool, as a part of like a comprehensive plan for someone who's Mm self-employed. If you're spending all of your money to grow your business, keep doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to have the highest rate of return of anything you can invest in. Mm -hmm. Invest in yourself, right? Right. And it's definitely going to have a higher rate of return than 2.59%. Yes, absolutely. I mean, if we were having this conversation five years ago, talking about a 2.59% B deal, I don't think we would do, be doing any A deals. Yeah, no, absolutely yeah. not. Good, good yeah. slide. Quality slide. So multiple properties, you want to dive into this one? So yeah, I mean, listen, what it boils down to is there is the way that A lenders and B lenders look at your rental income is is worlds different, astronomically different, right? So 
you know, generally when you we go to an A lender, the rule of thumb is that they take half of your your rental income. So if you got a place you're renting it out for twenty five hundred, I speak to clients all the time. You know, they're my mortgage payment is two grand. I pay five hundred dollars on other miscellaneous things. I rent it out for twenty five hundred. It should be you know nil, right? And basically, the rule of thumb is you're going to take fifty percent of that rental income right. and add it to your and, and and add it to to the overall income on the file, right? Uh, whereas B lenders, they they take your rental income, they deduct the expenses from that, and then that leftover, they add 80% of that surplus to your income. Right. So I'm really excited about the next slide. I don't want to get ahead of myself here. But we did a comparison, and we showed the the difference between what a client would qualify for in two, in two different scenarios with an A lender and a B lender. And, and yeah, just the way that they look at their rental income, totally different. Yeah, it goes back to that whole thing of, it is really a schedule a bank really doesn't see you having a lot of real estate as a positive yeah they just see it as a risk absolutely and you know even though if you've had rental properties for the last 5 10 years you've seen a massive wealth creation yeah in addition to a, a income stream so um you know hopefully at some point and i think that the pressure from these B lenders and the downward pressure on the rates for the B lenders will kind of, you know, adjust some of that underwriting criteria for these banks. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's not happening now, and they've they've certainly got a lot of business on their plates. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this is a good slide. Yeah. So so right. So what we're looking at here is 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 a client who own, who uh, makes a hundred thousand dollars a year. Right. He owns a property that he rents out his basement. He owns another condo that's a rental. And he's buying a third home. And this is, this is the direct comparison of what he qualifies for. Oh, wow. So could you imagine going to an A lender? You're trying to buy a new property and they tell you that you qualify for $100,000. Okay, so we got a guy making a hundred or a gal making 100000 bucks, yeah. renting out her basement, renting out a condo that they own. And what's this? Okay, so there's a $410,000 mortgage. On both of the properties. Okay. Yeah. So whatever, keep the mortgage constant. And they have to meet the stress test mm -hmm. with an A lender. And with mm -hmm. a B lender, they don't really. Mm -hmm. And they qualify for a new mortgage, a new home with those assets. That's the mortgage amount. Yeah, a new mortgage of 800 grand versus 100. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Which is not going to get you anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. I mean, there's probably a middle ground. Like, there's got to be, like, there's got to be some lender on the A side out there that might give you a little more than a hundred grand. There is, but this contrast is really, really important. And it goes back to to you know why you use a broker, right? Because right. because I would say ninety to ninety five percent of of A lenders are going to look at you like this. But there are there are definitely some other banks out there that we can we can kind of squeeze that a little bit. Yeah. So I mean, like if you only needed 600,000 bucks or 500,000 bucks, mm -hmm. we might be able to get it placed on the A side. But mm -hmm. if you want to max that out, then no. Absolutely. Wow. I mean, a really kind of good piece of this is keeping into consideration that if you've got other places to put your money, mm -hmm. getting that additional $700,000 in this case at two and a half percent, if you can get a better yield than that, it's definitely worth consideration. It kind of goes back to this whole, you need a broker to help put together a comprehensive plan as mm -hmm. to what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. It can't just be treated in isolation. You know, your mortgage needs to be 
understood properly. You need like, if you're shopping for a mortgage broker, there's a bunch of people you can choose from. I would say go with the one that asks the most questions, Mm -hmm. right? Tries to get a full, wholesome understanding of what is going on because only then can they really help you by structuring something that is going to make sense, you know, for not just immediately, but for the long term. Do you want to tell us about the credit, Buddha? Um, yeah. So, um, you know, we found some stats online. Always a good place. You to mean find not stats. everybody has perfect credit? Not everybody has perfect credit. Wow. That's and like crazy. we said before, it's not a bad thing. You know what I mean? It's the best thing out of these three. So a fixable thing. Yeah, we can definitely fix credit. I had my credit ruined one time by a Rogers box. Uh, I thought you were going to say the Italian yeah. ticket. Oh, no. And an Italian ticket. So I've had my credit ruined <laughs> multiple times. One time it was because uh, we were staying in a house outside of Florence and my wife and I would put the kids to sleep for their like afternoon nap. My mom was with us. We were not. Just leaving them? Yeah, leaving them in some <laughs> house in the middle of Tuscany. We And we would drive into uh, Florence to go have like a boozy lunch and then we would come back and uh not too boozy for the driver yeah no and i realized as soon as i was saying that (laughs) my wife is the one that gets boozy right like she's the big drinker anyways Mm -hmm. um anyways so on the on the way there and on the way back we would kind of have to make good time so you know i would just go as fast as possible and really uh, I never saw any cops or anything, but I always noticed in certain spots, people were slowing down. And it wasn't until about three or four weeks after we'd been there that I realized that they were slowing down because on the roads in Italy, they just have these, like the same way you have a red light camera, they have speeding cameras. And I got back to about 15 speeding tickets. Amazing. And I was like, I don't have to pay these. <laughs> Guess what? Till they register on Guess your credit what? bureau. I gotta pay. I had to pay them. Amazing. So they registered them on my credit report. Some collection agency out of Vancouver was calling me. I was like, I don't need my credit. What do I need this for? I gotta hardball these guys. Anyways, it didn't work. I paid them off. Yeah. Credit was ruined. It's now back though. Yeah. Like credit is is a beautiful thing. It's credit's like the human body. Mm-hmm. When you're young, you abuse it. You smoke and you drink and you do drugs. But it just comes back. If you take care of it, it comes right back again. Regeneration. It's, yeah. And um, so I guess on the same parallel and the same metaphor, you could say that Connect is like a personal trainer for your credit. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And don't also, if we're going to learn two things from this, number one, credit regenerates. Number two, don't fucking speed when you're in Italy because there are these cameras. And if there's other people slowing down, they're not just dummies. Like yeah. I was like, oh, who's this idiot? Why is he slowing down? And then the final thing would be that if you have a box from Rogers, it has to be returned with the converter. <laughs> you can't return it without the converter or else uh, it's on your credit report. Amazing. Listen, if you have bad credit, basically this slide is saying don't feel bad about it. Right. Right. Yeah. of people are borrowing money for daily expenses, especially right now with COVID Mm -hmm. and all the garbage that is going on. Like, Mm -hmm. how is it like, you know, if you work at a restaurant or a hotel or you cut hair, like, how is it that we are punishing the service industry to the level that we are punishing them? Right. Like this, 
this is something that, I mean, whatever, we don't want to turn the podcast into this, but it's just like these people who are the lifeblood of the Canadian economy, we are just expecting them to live off of whatever, $2,000 a month mm -hmm. while everything is on lockdown. And uh, I mean, I just, there's something really, really weird about this. But And, and the golden rule is don't be rude to the person who serves you, right? I thought the golden rule was he who has the gold makes the rules. He but was, no. He is without sin. Cast the first stone. That's totally different. But yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I mean, listen, I definitely don't want the person that's serving food to be upset with upset me. But I just like, listen, these numbers are going to get worse. Credit score, average credit scores are probably going to drop a little bit. Just know that they'll come back. Mm -hmm. And um, if you're in the service industry... And you've been supporting and helping Canadians by working where you're working for so long. Know that you're appreciated mm -hmm. because I'm sure it doesn't feel like that right now. Yeah. No, definitely not. Yeah. This is the best. Mm -hmm. We fix damaged credit. Like we love to do it. It's free. Yeah. There are so many companies that charge money for this. Mm -hmm. And for us, it's just like a happy benefit of what we do on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. We're ready to give you the money you need to fix your credit because we know what an incredible impact that has when we're going to get you your mortgage. So we're never in a rush. You know, we'll like, if you come to us for a mortgage right now and all you qualify for is a B mortgage, but we know that giving you a little bit of money is going to help fix your credit so we can get you an A mortgage. Mm -hmm. We're going to do that. Mm -hmm. We're never doing a deal for the sake of doing a deal. And I think that's what this slide should say, right? Like the first thing we want to do is really look at what you're doing with your equity, right? So that's the first thing. Assess the situation. That's where it comes in. Like you want to ask a lot of questions, right? You want to figure out exactly what the time horizon is for this person. How long are you going to live in this house for? Mm -hmm. How long are you going to be self-employed for? How long do you anticipate your income to be where it is for? Understand as much as you can about a deal. And then put a plan in place. Mm -hmm. And if the issue is that the credit's a problem, the first easiest thing to do is turn unsecured credit into secured credit. Right. Wipe it off the credit report and the credit score pops up right away. Mm -hmm. What people don't understand is when they go to their bank to ask their bank for credit, they are it's you're, you're conferring with your enemy. Mm -hmm. Like your bank and you are misaligned in your motivations. You are not... You're not going to see eye to eye. So when you go to your bank, the person that you're speaking to is trained to offer you credit at the highest price they can possibly offer it to you for. So you have a million dollar home that just increased in value. You have a $300,000 mortgage on that home. And you walk in there because let's say you're a server, you own a restaurant, mm -hmm. your income is nowhere and you need 50 grand to tie you over, which has now probably turned into a hundred grand. Mm -hmm. Well, that $50,000, the person that you're speaking to is not going to tell you, wow, Justin, you know, you have a $300,000 mortgage and your house is a million dollars. You got a lot of equity we could use. What they're going to say is, I'm really sorry, but based on your income right now, you don't even qualify for the mortgage we gave you, but I can give you an unsecured line of credit for 50 grand. And I can give you a credit card for 25 grand. And the rates on those are going to be 10, 11, 12, 19%. And then you're going to go and you're going to use those cards dutifully as you've been told to from the bank that you, ha that you have a relationship with. Mm 
And guess what's going to happen to your credit? Yeah. And if by some reason you haven't made whatever changes you needed to make in six months, let's say you're still shut down. Mm-hmm. You're going to be carrying those balances and it's going to, your debt service is going to suck. You're in, in addition to being in a really bad financial situation, you're also going to have these amazing payments of high interest rates on the debt that you've accumulated and your credit is going to even get worse. Mm-hmm. You go back to your bank and you're going to say, geez, like, you know, you gave me $75,000 in unsecured debt. I got a $300,000 mortgage on a million dollar house. There's nothing you can do for me. Maybe we give you a little more unsecured debt, but now we can't give you anything because your credit sucks. Find a mortgage broker, speak to somebody, mm-hmm. let us help fix the credit. We don't need to do any other deals for you. We can just tie up that credit, move it onto the secure side, get your credit score up. And then the next step is always requalifying. And in this case, if you don't have your income back to where it needs to be, B deal. Right. And uh, something we'll talk about next week or the week after, weighted average cost of capital. The cost associated with a B deal can be proven to you to make sense. Like all we are doing is working with numbers. So if a deal doesn't make sense, the numbers will show that it doesn't make sense right. and we won't do it. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. So wiping them off means you're reducing the interest cost of those debts. So you're immediately making things easier for yourself to pay for. You can balloon the interest at the end. You know, there's a lot of ways to fix this. And then at the end, we put you back with your bank. Yeah. We'll put you back wherever you want but we'll put you back in a better interest rate than you ever had before, especially with the current climate. Yeah. Bring you back home. Yeah. Where you belong. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, unless you have any more magical slides. Oh, wow. Amazing. Should we, uh, open up the phones for questions? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Caller one. Unfortunately, we don't have that capacity yet, but, but we're going to figure something in the future. You know what? How about this? If you have a question for us, because mm-hmm. we really need, we, what we really want is people to subscribe to this podcast. So why don't we do this? If you subscribe to the podcast, first of all, if you listened to this much of the podcast, you're a diehard fan. So thank you. <laughs> and we'll never forget you. Um, but it, so if you subscribe to the podcast and ask a question, uh, like we have a couple topics we want to talk about. One's weighted average cost of capital. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have any, any questions you might want to ask us, write them in the comments section and we will send you a $25 gift certificate and a brand new connect. Oh, this is my favorite mugs. Yeah. Great. All right, guys, you know what to do. Hit the like button, subscribe, comment, hit us up on Instagram, social media. We're on all the platforms. And like Marcus said earlier, if you subscribe to our channel and you give us a question, you let us know what you're looking to find out, then we will send you a $25 gift card and a fancy connect month. Boom. Boom.